quick second to pay the bills and a word from our sugar daddies. As you may know, we've partnered with Riverside.fm. Now, we at the podcast podcast use them for all of our virtual interviews, as do our clients, and they have transformed our quality. The 4K footage is incredible, and there are a ton of features, including teleprompter, which is great if you need to record an ad and keep forgetting what you're going to say, and you need to record it at the same time, as well as the ability to transcribe, create clips, and edit directly in Riverside. The biggest thing, though, is the video quality. It's far superior to any of the alternatives in this space, and that's why we use Riverside and so do our clients. If you want to sign up to Riverside today, click the link at the top of our show notes and use code PODCAST15 with a capital P for 15% off as an exclusive discount. Let's get into the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Podcasters Podcast. Today, me and Kane are going to be talking about how to start a video podcast from the very start. Let's talk about why. Because I think a lot of people are confused whether I need to or not. The answer is no, you don't need to. You can absolutely have a successful podcast. It's audio only. I still see plenty of audio only podcasts. Um, I even saw today on Stephen Bartlett's story, he's asked if people want him to do solo content. And he's even said like, they'll be audio only, right? I'm not doing video versions. Um, So there's still a place for them. But why would you do a video? First of all, repurposing we talk about it all the time if you're sick and tired of creating content specifically for facebook and then blog and instagram maybe you're creating no content at the moment and let's be fair you can't not create content nowadays so do a video podcast chop that up into sort of a bunch of different 60 second clips for your vertical your tiktoks your reels your shorts you can also put the full length on youtube you can put excerpts of it sort of the five to 10 minutes on YouTube, or perhaps if you've got a bit more gray area content on a rumble or locals, um, or like me, I'm going to put some of the video versions of these behind paywall and Patreon. So then like whatever you want to do with it, it just gives you more scope. That's main reason. Then by doing that, you can then earn extra revenue, whether it's creator funds on social media or um, YouTube partner program, getting paid ad revenue there. And also, if you go back and listen to our episodes about sponsorship and how you can negotiate your first sponsorship deal with a small audience, a big part of that is repurposing it. Therefore, you can increase what you have available to your sponsor. So they're now not only sponsoring, you know, the the one, 2,000 downloads you get on your podcast episodes, it's your tens of thousands on YouTube or your hundreds of thousands across the social clips as well. So that's why you would do it is big growth. And also it's easier to get big guests because podcasts are anonymous like the data it is hidden a guest doesn't really know if you're worth their time or not when you're pitching them whereas if you're posting clips of your guest on your instagram if some if you dm that somebody this is like a big name or a good name to say hey do you want to come on my show and they all they have to do is one tap and they're on your account and they can see oh okay they're getting good views oh, they've interviewed X, Y, and Z person. I recognize that face or that name. Whereas if you DM them, they're not going to open a podcast app and then check and go through it. And then, So it's just going to help you get better guests. That's why you should do video. Now, how do you do it? Let's get into that. Let's get into specifically getting started with virtual as well, right? Because not everyone has a studio like this. Not everyone has the budget for cameras. So we'll do an episode on that another time. But let's go... You want to get started with video, you've got maybe a smaller budget or you're out in the sticks, you were doing it on Zoom or you're doing it on Google Meets or virtual in some way, shape or form. Let's focus on that. I, I agree. Let's do virtual. So first of all, I normally pick 
one of two, so Zoom or Riverside, doesn't really matter, to be honest. They both have pros and cons, and we'll do, we can do a whole other episode comparing them. I think we actually have. Let's just hypothetically say Zoom, because it's the one that most people use. First of all, make sure it's in gallery view when you're doing it. So what I mean by that is there is, the I think, the default setting where it's like the full screen for whoever's talking. So if, you, if it's just you and one other person, they're this whole screen, and then there's like a just a little cutout of you. Don't do that. You need to be side by side in the same size. So then your editor can very easily zoom or punch into you and then out side by side or punch in and out of your guest or again side by side and that's going to help it be dynamic it's going to help with editing they can then if they wanted to we've done a bunch of styles right so on the long form youtube we've trialed gallery view so you're side by side and the top and bottom third which is normally just blank space we brand um, so that you could have like the names of your socials or whatever we've done on TikToks and things where it's just the whole screen is the person speaking, or sometimes it's the top is you and then the bottom is them. So it just gives your editor flexibility when you do that, but there's no going back if that's already recorded that way. Make sure you've got separate audio tracks on for each speaker. Now this is the case, whether it's audio or video, but make sure you do that again. So then your, um, editor can treat the audio differently and edit it differently so it matches the speaker's pitch of their voice. So that's step one. Do that. Now, what equipment do you need? Well, I'm going to assume most people have, um, say, a, a tablet, a laptop, or, or a desktop, something, a computer to do it on. Now, I use my iPhone as my camera. So I've got a MacBook. Now, there's various third-party softwares and cables and things if you don't have a MacBook, but if you've got um, a Mac, iMac, iPad, iPhone, any sort of combination of those, you can use the back camera on your iPhone as a 4K webcam. And I've done podcasts, I've done webinars, I've done meetings. I, it's my primary camera that I use because it's really good quality and it wirelessly connects to um, Zoom when I, when I open up Zoom on my computer. So I have that propped up just slightly above my laptop. So it's a, a slightly sort of facing downwards angle. It's just a bit more flattering. So I would definitely do that. Buy a ring light. Now I have on my desk at home, I have my desk lamp, which is like a warm light. And then um, a like a 20 pound ring light from Amazon. And that sort of brightens it up, but also doesn't like completely wash me out because I've got, I turn the warm lamp on as well. Just, it's just like a, a more of a yellow color rather than a white. And then my background is just a plain, I've the office in my bedroom or my spare bedroom, which I use as like a kind of a studio. I just painted it black and it just makes it a bit different. Super simple, right? So I already had my laptop. I already have my phone. So, and I already had the lamp. So I bought a ring light and I, spent 15 pounds in big and queue on some paint to paint like a, one wall in a box room so do you know I mean it's it's not actually that much and then the next step would be to make sure you're setting up all of your social channels to so you've got something to post those clips on what i would say in terms of software is here at our agency progressive media we use the adobe suite so that is um, Adobe Premiere to edit videos. I, it's been a long time since I've opened DaVinci Resolve. I mean, Zane, would you touch DaVinci? I don't know if it's any good. All right, so 
producer Zane says his herd is good. He hasn't used it. We've always used Adobe, but then we also use Photoshop for things like thumbnails and social graphics. Photoshop now as well has gone to a new level with the AI. Oh, mate, it's mad. Use, you can generate. We've used that for various pieces of artwork. It's, it's unbelievable. So. Can it generate your personality? <sighs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now, if you're not outsourcing, then I, I can't really give any specific advice on the video editor you use because you're going to have to test what works with you. And also budget. I think we spend about £50 a month on a, the full package for Adobe. I know Mac have got their own versions, which are a one-off fee. They were when I bought my Mac. And then you've got some free ones. Now, I probably wouldn't use like iMovie or something because you're probably not going to do yourself justice but there's stuff available out there to you and davinci yeah check it out i know that's a bit more comprehensive than imovie but it is there is still a free version of it yeah absolutely so overall though the biggest thing you're losing out on with zoom is, is the quality right so you've just got to try and get that as close to what it would be in person as possible and things like using your phone rather than your webcam still using a proper mic people i still get it now it's like I just like record into my laptop or into my phone mic. You know, no, like get it as close as you can to what it would be if you were doing it in a studio or something. So there's little steps you can take with the with the phone camera, recording locally your footage, all this sort of stuff, just to help make it that extra level. And then if you're investing a little bit in production, a decent editor will be able to make it look high quality as long as most of the uh, footage is decent. Oh yeah, for sure. I think. Um what what's the other one that I just mentioned? Sorry, the not Zoom Riverside. Thank you. I thank myself then. You gave me you gave me no help. <laughs> You're the type to kind of stand in front of the mirror and just pat yourself on the back. Don't you? <laughs> well, you know, can't blame me. <laughs> Riverside does have better quality. The downside to it is it's constantly saving to the cloud. So once you finish the interview, you basically have to wait there for the for it to upload because if you end it it won't save and if your wi-fi just crashed halfway through it won't save whereas zoom stores locally so if you've got strong wi-fi it does cost a bit each month i don't i don't know what it is now maybe 15 pound a month something like that might be a bit less but the quality will be better which will help with clips like zane sent me um a clip the other day and i was out for me to upload to instagram and i from google drive it won't like download straight into the photos on my phone. So I literally had to like open like open in WhatsApp. I sent it to Zane. I then downloaded from WhatsApp and then uploaded to Instagram. And these are like professional cameras. They look very good. But by the time I'd uploaded it, it looked quite fuzzy. And literally we'd been on a roll. It had been like 15,000, 12,000, 12,000, 29. Not thousand. 29 like and it was literally like not even 30 views. honestly that like and i've seen this a few times if, if it does look a bit fuzzy it's not great so because you'll have to go through these steps it's really important that you make the f beginning of that process i.e when you're recording as good as possible because naturally as you're downloading and uploading and sharing it will get condensed and the quality will get a bit worse but the thing i want to touch on the most with interviews when doing virtual, and this is audio or visual, is making sure you are quiet as a host. Because here, it's easy to have so much better rapport because we're getting live There's no time delay. 
Exactly. I mean, with your brain, there's a bit. <laughs> but, you know, with processing that, delay, yeah. With that slight lag, it's so easy. You even said in the last episode we did, it was like a, a review episode for um, a podcast. And as the uh, host was giving feedback on, yeah, uh-huh, the, the other person stopped because it sounded like she was about to say something. And oh, there's nothing him. worse as well. It just not even on a podcast, but in a conversation on Zoom, where you're both quiet. And then you both go to talk at the same time. And then you both see the other person start talking. So you both go quiet again. You're like, this is like that mirror in front of you, isn't it? It's like, no, 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 you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, no, you go. It's, it's, it's horrible. And if that's happening in a podcast interview, then it's going to be Rapport's not nice not to listen great. to. For sure. Is there anything else that you see people do um, wrong or things people do really correctly with video? So something I've seen a lot of people do, neither wrong or right necessarily, but I want to get your take on it actually, is when they're, and it relates to what you are just talking about, when the other person's talking, they mute their mic. So if you're somewhere where you might have a dog bark or something like that, or there might just be some background noise, that could be a really good idea if you're on Zoom when you've asked your question, mute your mic so there is no chance of like that background noise at all or anything to put them off necessarily. I wouldn't, personally, just because sometimes you can just fumble around and then like try and do it, and then if you take a bit too long to respond, like it could just be a bit weird. So this is where the separate audio tracks come in. First of all... Cool. Yeah, if, if you're you, recording locally, it doesn't matter, does it? No? Yeah, because if you've got separate audio tracks, if there is a sound coming on your end, then I would just take the audio from the other person's end, and I would just delete yours on the track when editing it. So that shouldn't be a problem. But also, if you've in like a loud environment, don't record a podcast. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> We've tried giving this advice before. We still get people send us ones they record on a building site or whilst yeah, running. Honestly, building site is mad. <laughs> you know I mean? Can you imagine? But okay, it happens. Yeah. Um, actually, let's go over to producer Zane. This is his, uh, his remit. Is there anything to look out for when doing a video version of podcast? No. So they won't be able to hear. So uh, Zane's talking about framing. So saying your next spin where so he's saying right your your neck should be in the middle of the screen make sure your framing's right and this is something that we did say on that old on that last episode where we was doing a review of someone's show is one of the co-hosts like half their head was chopped off oh yeah right and it just does look crap so make sure your framing is right and you are centered and you haven't just got loads of space at the top of your forehead or anything like that i think that's a really good point did you also mention have some form of earphones or headphones as simple as it is, people often don't do that and then you just get... Yeah, so this is something we mentioned on, like, because that applies to audio or visual. Like, if you're doing um, your virtual interviews, do have um, headphones. Like, we know our sound is okay because we've got producers checked it. We haven't got them on. If it's by myself, I always wear headphones to make sure I sound fine. But also, if you're doing virtual, you speak, it comes out of my speaker then my mic picks up the sound coming out of my speaker and then sends it back. And then you get that feedback, which is just irritating. Again, if you've got an editor and you've got separate audio tracks, they might be able to do something with that and hide it, but just avoid it altogether by wearing headphones, even if they are just cheap wired ones out your phone box or at some AirPods or something. So that's just the basics of what you need to get started with a video podcast. Should you start one? Absolutely. Do you need to have one? Not necessarily you will most likely get better guests, quicker growth, more income and revenue through your podcast if you do a video version. Follow those simple steps to do a good virtual video version of your podcast. And then, this is a whole other can of worms and probably another episode, you look at 
how to properly repurpose across YouTube and social media because that is the key reason why you're doing a video version. So if you've got any questions about it, you can reach out to us below. You know, our social medias are below, our email, whatever. Or, harmless plug, I do a, you know, a ask me anything live on my Patreon every single month. So if you've got any questions, you could always ask that. So anything you'd like to add? Shame and disappointment. <laughs> no, um, we will at some point be recording another episode more focused on kind of studio recordings or at least having cameras and in-person interviews, right? For sure. So I'll we'll sub you out for Zane. <laughs> <laughs> well, my editing as well, because you could end up with all sorts, right? So we'll, we'll do one of those soon, breaking down how you would do a video podcast in, in a more person. professional way. So if that's something you think you'd be interested in, make sure to follow the show and uh, stay up to date. Quickly on that. By the way, just because you pay a studio doesn't mean you're going to get a good result. <laughs> we found that out the year. So we've had a few, we had one client who went to three different studios in the course of a couple of weeks and we found faults with either the audio. Talking about framing, they had like a TV behind them, similar to what we've got. And you could see the top like line of the TV was like diagonal because the camera was literally off axis. It's like the whole thing was wrong. Framing was wrong. Audio has been wrong. And they're pay these are like London studio prices. So make sure you get a few test recordings from these people to make sure it's okay um, and make sure perhaps do just a few minutes of footage and then ask if you can look back before you record a whole hour long podcast with a guest that you almost definitely won't be able to get again because that's what happened to them so um on that bombshell thank you everyone we'll see you next time